0: facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we get started, I do want to let you know that uh, this program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners, and in particular, I want to thank uh, Brian so much uh, for his support. Uh, Thanks so much uh, for, uh, you can support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net. You can also become one of our Patreon supporters, uh, patreon.greatdetectives.net. also, uh, over at, uh, Great Detectives of Old Time Radio this week, my review of The Avengers, The Lost Episodes, Volume 2. You can automatically have all of my articles and reviews delivered to your Kindle. You can try that service out for free in the Kindle store. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Dragnet and all, uh give you fair warning that the sound quality on this one's not going to be the best. The original air date, March the 1st, 1951, and the title is The Big Partner.
1: Detective Sergeant, to refine the robbery detail, a long bandit robbed a jewelry store in broad daylight. He takes five thousand dollars in precious stones. He's reckless, he's well
2: armed. Good job, let him. Right
1: now, the
2: documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, we will travel step-by-step on the side of the law through an actual case and right from official police fire. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action.
1: Tuesday, December 2nd. It's still in Los Angeles. We're working a day watch out of robbing detail. My private Bill and the boss of Captain Didion. My name's Friday. 148 it was 1 48th when I got to the basement of the city hall. The carpool. John, over there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah thanks. Right. Yeah. Hi. Hi, John. This is from Beverly, is that right? Yeah. You better take Beverly Boulevard out, huh? Right? Can I get the radio? Yeah, all right. No reports there? No, he got away on foot. He headed down 6th Street after the holdup. washed himself in the crowd. Better watch it, train. Yeah. How'd the thief work at the There There's not much to tell. He walked in the store at the right time, pointed a gun, grabbed a tray full of diamond rings, and walked out. $5,000. Figured he must have had the jewelry store pretty well chased. Unless he's had practice, he could be. He's still one thing, he's well armed.
2: You're near to that, huh? Yeah. Man with a gun. All units,
1: a third and victual traffic accident in the man with a gun. Code G, TNC-67. I guess we can roll on it, huh? Yeah. That's Yeah, I'll call in. 80K to Control-1. 80K to Control-1.
2: Control-1, 30K.
1: Guard A. 80K out for investigation. Saving victual. TNC-67. Roger 80 Code 6, the third and victual. That must be it up ahead, Joe. Yeah. Right in the middle of the intersection there, the car turned over. That's all you're doing? Yeah, let's go. Man stretched out straight over there for the first time. I wonder if we can get through here, please. Excuse me, sir. Let us through, please. Let's don't just stand around looking. Did somebody call the police yet to see her? Oh, you involved in Sure, I was in it. Yeah. Did anybody call the police? No police officers. What happened? Oh, I'm so sure glad to see you. Awful lot of trouble. Yeah. How about this man here? What happened? Oh, I slugged him. I had to. What do you mean? Well, I, I don't know what happened. He went a little crazy, I guess. He pulled this gun on me. How is he, Jeff? got a bump on the head. seems to be all right otherwise. Doing, uh, that truck over there—that's what I was driving. I was coming down Sixth Street and I stopped at the red light over there. That, that that's The intersection. I was laying the air came barreling down, bitch. I went right through the red light, hit the front of my truck. Flipped his car right over on the side, just like ski. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the guy went a little crazy, I guess. Uh, Right after the crack up, I pulled the truck to the curb and got out. This fella here was just climbing out of the top side of his car. Didn't seem hurt at all. Well, when he saw me coming over to him, he pulled a gun and pointed it at me. Then he turned and started running. I couldn't figure it out. What'd you do? As soon as he came back to the room, I went for him and tackled him. Fought like a target. That's why I said I slugged him. up. I had to, offer. There's something awful funny about the whole thing, a little bit of a... yeah, look here. There's spots right here. fell out of his coat when I slugged him. You take a look. Yeah? Here. Must be three, four dozen in there. Rings, all kinds. Yeah. Looks like diamonds in him, doesn't it? <laughs> The ambulance arrived and we took the unconscious jewel robbery suspect to Georgia City Receiving Hospital. After After he was revived and treated for cuts and bruises, we took him back to the City Hall at the interrogation room. We could have a description of the jewelry store bandit almost exactly. He refused to talk. He wouldn't even give us his name. We had his fingerprints taken and then we had them checked through RI. The man was identified as Vernon Albert McCauley, an ex-convict out of Folsom and a two-time loser. He took one five-year term for armed robbery and another three years for ADW. He checked out the red car he'd been driving and found out that it had been stolen two blocks from the scene of the holdup. He had the manager of the jewelry store, which had been robbed, brought downtown. He identified Nicole as the bandit. The suspect still refused to talk. Ben and I took him to the main jail, where he was left on suspicion two 211 D.C. 4.15 p.m. He took back in at the office. Take some of them a long time to learn for. Yeah. Two-time loser. One, I can't figure. it He's been out of force in seven months and going right back in again. Yeah. Well, we can get the complaint from the Bureau tomorrow and set the alarm for Thursday. Right? Yeah. Let me check with the manager of the jewelry store first. I wonder if Nicole could have been in the most gas station holdup. Remember? ask Yeah. Well, we'll have him in the show up Thursday and we'll see what happens. You want to take care of your last report? Yeah. I'll get out an ATB, too. My turn up are my side job on. I am still hungry. You still got that candy bar from lunch? You yeah, I I'm Yeah, There you go. Uh-huh. What's the matter with you lately, anyway? I don't know. Been eating like a horse. Down in I'll stop. I'll it. What do you got, Joe? I'll get it. i Yeah. Nicole. He escaped. broadcast and an all-points bulletin were gotten out on Vernon Nicole. All units in the vicinity of the escape were alerted. An hour passed. There was no report on the suspect. They checked in the main jail and got the details on the escape. They told us that while McCauley was being locked up in his cell, he pushed his fingers into the door jam and had them badly masked when the cell door closed on them. Both of McCauley's wrists were then handcuffed and along with two other ailing suspects, he was taken over to Georgia Street Receiving Hospital by a pair of transportation officers. Going up the stairs to the hospital, Nicole had turned suddenly, took one of the officers in the stomach, plugged the other one in the skate. It happened at about 4.14 p.m. By 11 o'clock that night, there wasn't a trace of the suspect. 7.30 the next morning, Ben and I checked back in for work. Nicole was still at large. Overnight report, Joe. Hamble up. What do you got? Yeah. Mission store? Gas station? Mm hmm. Another liquor like store. Hopefully have them held up between midnight and 2 a.m. Take a look at the bank description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. WMA, 5 feet, 950 pounds. Medium build, dark 80, hairy eyes, First complexion, deep scar on chin. How about it? We didn't waste time getting started again, did he? He put a big come down at this Nicole Diamond theft, the to him. Well, he had to do something. He didn't have any clothes, no money. How about that car you used on those jobs? Stolen. We covered He covered earlier this morning are going over to France. Who now? Joe? Really? Get on this one right away. We're here. Just had to call a minute ago. Yeah, what's that? What is your name, Andres? Matthew Hobbs. He runs a candy store near one of the grade schools over in Boyle Heights. He might be able to tell you something. Yeah, about what? Nicole. I him last night. We got in the car and drove over to the Boyle Heights district where we located Matthew Hobbs' place of business. It was a small store on Delray Avenue, one block from the neighborhood grammar school. The sign out in front read, New Geneva Candy Parlor and Variety Store. There was the usual display in the window. A wind-up train, a few inexpensive dolls, pencils, writing tablets, and some crepe paper. Inside, the main attraction was two long showcases filled with a variety of penny candies. There was a small photo in the rear of the store, topped with a slab of worn marble. Matthew Hobbs was a small, thin man. He looked to be in his mid-60s. He sat behind one of the counters filling cellophane bags of Christmas candy while he talked to us. We asked him about Nicola. Yes, that's right. Burnham he was here last night, about ten o'clock, ten fifteen, no later. You want me to help him? Do you know Nicola that well, Mister Hobbs? Mm, well as I know most of the kids who well, grew up around here. Yes, I guess I knew him well. what did he ask for in the way of help? Money, clothes. He's got no family left. I guess I was the only one who thought Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, how is it that you didn't notify us sooner, Mister Hobbs? I knew you'd ask. Like the spring, if like I could. Yes, sir, please. Did you hand me that stack of bags there, Sergeant? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes? No, 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 the number two. Yeah, those, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, here yeah. you Thank you. As I said, he knocked on my back door about 10 o'clock, and I let him in. I said, just like an animal. Some kind of crazy animal. Did he have handcuffs on? Yeah, but the chain connected him was broken. He uh-huh. made me pile off, these handcuffs. Yeah. I wish to do it first. I have no idea what was going on. He said he'd kill me if I didn't help him. He kept threatening me. I never saw Vernon like that before. Uh-huh. Go on, T. You know, Sergeant, I knew that boy when he was in grammar school right up the street there. let not sit down and think sometimes, huh? Where they grow up and change. Yes, sir. Well, what happened after you took the cuts off of him? He got out of his gear clothes and put on one of my suits. Took what I had in my wallet, $12, and then he kept running around and he found my gun. He took that with him too. Well, didn't you think of calling for help? Not the way we acted, Sergeant. Just like a crazy animal. i to kill if I decide anything. He warned me not to tell anybody he was here said he'd come back and kill me if I did. Well, I waited this morning and I called the police. He said McCole took a gun from him, Mr. Allen. What kind of a gun was it? Thirty two automatic cold. I've had it for years. I have it registered with you people. He took just what he pleased clothes, guns, money. If you want the truth, Sergeant, I just wasn't brave enough to try to stop him. But well, when Nicole left here, did you he notice that he had a car? No, he left on foot. Walked across the creek and went down that way, uh, towards the town. I don't know. I, I don't suppose you'll get too far. I, I hope not. Do you have any idea who he might had a contact? Some of his old friends is relevant? No, no. He doesn't have any folks I know of. Terrible thing, isn't it? Kids Thank growing you. up. Well, so the way they change, like Nicole. I can understand them when they're kids. 1,300 of them come through here. Know what they're thinking, how they feel. Kind of a hobby. I understand kids. Yes, the yes, trouble yes. is, they grow up. All of a sudden, they stop being kids. Yes, yes. I don't understand them after that. After we left the candy store, we went back to the office. and got out a supplementary APB containing a description of the suspect's clothing and the gun that he'd stolen. Together with Gonzales and Taylor from robbery, Saturday night, I checked all of Nicole's known friends in the usual hangout. Takeouts were placed. We got nowhere. The late evening holdups continued. Each year, the victims identified Nicole as the bandit. He used the same M.O. in each case. They worked only on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. He'd steal a car, pull three holdups in the same general area within an hour, abandon the car in the same area, and then disappear. Two weeks passed, and then a month. The weekend robberies went on. In the most recent hold-up victims, we found out that Nicole had picked up a partner. We checked the man's consistency at staff's office. Each of the stolen cars used by the suspects and then abandoned were checked for print. They failed to identify the second man. The hold continued. Nicole and his partner were still at large. Monday, January 26th, 8.30 a.m., Ben and I met with Captain Didion. We use Three, three up Friday, three Saturday, three Sunday. He's proved his point. He's consistent. Now, when do you blow the whistle on him? We're doing everything that can be done. Straight out. checking yes, and in on duty. Not enough. The corner pocket wants some the results. They want them fast. Uh, how about the times listed for the three up last night? Oh, they've been double checked. Oh, no, correct. There's something else for you. Figure it out. What is it, Jump? All well, this here. The drug store out in West Hollywood robbed at 11.14 p.m. Yeah. I now this one. Coffee shop out in the valley. Robbed at 1121 p.m. Both of them the seen MOs, area. Well, That doesn't trigger. They couldn't have made it from the spot and left Hollywood out to the valley in seven minutes. It's not possible. There's a report said it. I well, know, but how could they do it? Mr. Tony, it works out to answer. It's got to be. I can give you a shortcut, you know. Nicole, find him. Another two weeks passed, and then two weeks more. Besides the extra men and units put in service on weekends, he doesn't separate straight out established in areas where we figured Nicole and his accomplice would strike. Didn't help much. The holdups continued. There was only one difference. The description of the bandit didn't jive anymore. We still didn't have an answer to the superhuman speed that the two gunmen seemed to show and robbing victims at widely separated points all within a short period of time. We stayed on it. Friday, February twenty first, Ben and I took our turn on night fake out in a vacant store on Sunset Boulevard. He was trying to cover a drugstore and a bar directly across the street. He spent two weekends on the job. It was quiet. Nothing happened. The third weekend was no different. One thing's for sure. We never have any luck taking fake out. No, mm-hmm. we This empty store must be the draftiest place in town. Oh, we've had worse. What time you got? Mm-hmm. Five past midnight. A little band over in the bar sure earn their money, don't they? I mean, it was loud, anyway. Here, yeah, Beth. Hmm? Let's have a look. Hey, getting out car down the street, Oh, Yeah, they're heading for the bar. What do you think? They're both cut dark here. About the same bill. I got there in a hurry. they are going in the bar. Yeah, come on. Come on, come on we better hurry. Again. Look out! Hold it! Hold it! Hold on again. Now, come on. find behind your head. All right, hold it right there. Come on, i just get it. You all right, Ben? Yeah. You had a good gun. Hey, that's both of them. That's wrap you am huh? Well, you better look again. Huh? Neither one of them, Nicole? And.
2: Dragnet, a series of authentic case histories, documented from official files.
1: Saturday, February 22nd, Ben and I took the two robbery suspects downtown to the city hall at the interrogation room. We questioned to and i and found that they both had records for burglary in Grand Saptolos. The car that they'd been using that night had been stolen. After two and a half hours of interrogation, one of the suspects, the Alvarez, decided to break down and cooperate. I'll get something out of it, don't I'm helping you. You not know, gonna forget I helped you when you get me a call. You know, they know about a street, you'll make me out of court. I want you to show You never could have went for it. Believe me, it won't happen again. Nicole, he talked me on the caller, you man, really. that's that's it. you what, Helping him out on a pickup. I was his partner. First one? Yeah, After he broke Yeah, that's right. He can't with a foolproof system, I was there. I do the sucker enough to go for it. How, How long did you work with him? A couple of weeks ago. Three, four, maybe. I didn't get along with him. No, Nobody gets along with him. He's a little crazy, I think. Who's working with him now? Oh, I know. He's had two, three different guys on him. Who's with him? Now. They decided to try everything to water for so me. I'll get you some All right, How about the way yeah. McCoy works? Been three, or four robbers in night all over town. A lot of guys working, on us all. They all the same way, huh? Yeah, sure. When I left them, I went on my own. I picked up a partner and used their system. It's a pretty good one, huh? Well, look, what do you mean? Do you work in the days, pick up a hot car, drop it a second? Like, but... Yeah, you got it. There must be half a dozen guys in this town working with this for my own guys. And I call it each other, too. Where do we find him, PC, though? Nicola? No, not for sure. He's got uh, figures, you know. He doesn't work in town. He only comes up for the weekend. He works Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then he takes off again. They so, saw for what? We're down by the border someplace, Tom. Um, you one, know, I'm not sure. You yeah, know, don't forget I'm helping you, huh? We'll let him know I cooperate. Yeah, we'll let him know, see now. When's the last time you found the call oh, oh, it's been a month anyway. I never want to see him again. So this may help you though. I know where your girlfriend stays. Yes. Probably not South Rampart. part. I can give you the address. You probably go see here once in a while. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that you think of? No, that's about it. There won't be any pushovers, Sergeant. Like I said, I think he's a oh, crazy. not going to be you want to take. will oh, give it a try. Oh, well, I mean, it that way. He's wild, but you're better, my guess. Just one thing. Yeah. You'll we'll have to come first. 3.45 a.m. Pete Albanese and his accomplice were booked at the main jail on suspicion 3 11 The next morning, Ben and I checked out the address of Nicole's girlfriend, which Albanese had given us. The girlfriend's name was Esther revive She told us that she hadn't seen Nicole in more than two weeks. We asked her if she knew where this suspect stayed when he was in town. She gave us an address on South Depot. We called in and arranged for a stakeout on the girl's place, and, and we drove over to check the address that she'd given us. It was a small apartment court on the edge of the industrial district. Nicole wasn't there, neither was the manager. We talked to one of the tenants who told us that the manager, Mrs. Fontaine was out of town. He said that while she was gone, her daughter, Norma, was looking after the place. The daughter was employed as a secretary at the Blue Cross Hospital Plan office over on Wilshire Boulevard. We called the office and arranged for another space out at the apartment court. 1:25 p.m. We located the landlady's daughter at the Blue Cross office on Wilshire and showed her Nicole's mug shot. Yes, one of Mom's tenants, Mr. Reynolds, is in bungalow five. Anyone staying with him, Miss Anderson? No one's registered with him now. He has visitors though. That thing like? well, when did you see this man last? This man? when I was leaving for work, he was outside working in his car. You no, just give me please. Yeah, go ahead. Blue Cross, yes, sir. I see. No, just address the letter to Blue Cross Hospital phone. You can send it to us here at the Wilshire office. That's right. You're welcome. I'm going to see. Well, you told us that
2: you saw this man working on his car this morning? Oh, yes, he was uh, parked right outside in the I couldn't bear to notice it. I'm going to tell Mama about it once she gets home. What's that, miss? It, it was certainly strange
1: because it's not that time of year. That's why I noticed it. What's that? It, he was coming to the license plate from his car. Did you get the number? It's right here in the street. p.m. With the information furnished it by the girl, Ben got on the phone and called in a description of the suspect's car, together with a sets of license numbers. With a 1941 Ford sedan, dark blue, white sidewall tires. Communications got out a broadcast and a supplementary ATV on it. At 6 p.m., Ben and I relieved the men on a stakeout at Nicole's apartment. They waited, no sign of him. They checked with the office on the hour, no sign of the car. 10 p.m., still nothing doing. 11 o'clock, nothing. We draw a companion from Rob. We drove out and we moved us, and we headed back to the office. 11.26 p.m. What do you think? Well, oh, hello. It's like every hole I can think of. Things due for a break, isn't it? Over here. I can use some food. Uh, Wait that? a Right. Yeah, right away. Sheila? Hi. Here's one to move on. Yeah? Carlson Beacon, southeast corner. What is it? It's only tired. I got it spotted. 56 p.m. Then and I drove to the vicinity of 12th and Beacon, where we checked with a men in Unit 80K who'd spotted the car. They'd gotten out a code 5 on it. The description matched perfectly. A 1941 Ford sedan, dark blue, white sidewall tires. The license number was one of those given us by the apartment manager's daughter that afternoon. Together with the two men in 86K, we staked out on the suspect's car at a distance. was parked almost exactly in the middle of the block. About 20 feet behind it, a red and white delivery truck was parked. The street was fairly deserted. The only place of business open was a small corner bar at the far end of the block. 12.30. 1 a.m. No one came near the dark blue sedan. We waited. 2 a.m. The corner bar closed up. A man came out, got in the red and white delivery truck, and drove off. 2.30 a.m. The dark blue sedan was still sitting there. We kept waiting. our 7.00. Well, oh, one way or the other. I wish he'd make up his mind. Mm, it's a long wait. Cold in here and it wasn't that vacant store. Oh, better check and see if you're clear. Yeah, right, I'll do it. 80K to Control 1. 80K to Control 1. Control 1 to 80K. Go ahead.
2: 80K to Control 1.
1: Are we clear? Control 1 to 80K. Stand by. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, mm, I'm out. too. Okay. Yeah. I guess we do without. after. Yeah. Control-1 to 80K. Control-1 to 80K, okay, you're here. Code-1, can you make 80K to control-1, roger. Can you hey, Have a look, Joe. Just turn the corner. Where? Far into the block, up to the side. Isn't that this way? Yeah. You make out two of them there? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Two? They're passing by, Mr. Bennett. Oh. No, they're... No. We are getting in, aren't Come on. Go <laughs> ahead, Botted it still, they're getting out. All right, hold it there, both of you. Now, Joe. Slow up the toy. Behind the All right, hold it. Don't shoot, Joe. Throw out your gun, both of you. Harry, don't shoot. Throw out your gun. Don't kill it. Get up, Harry. Don't kill it. Come on, pull him out. Don't shoot. Here's my gun. Don't
0: shoot. One of
1: them. All oh, Harry. You got to scare That's two. Let's go. Yeah, careful. Yeah, yeah. There's a gun. Don't shoot it up. My hand's up. All right, shoot him up. Okay, I will. But don't shoot. I didn't use my gun. Harry did. I tried to tell him you heard me. You heard me? Heard me shit out this suit. Check my gun. I didn't shoot at you. Come on. Get him out in front of me. I'll get you. Come uh, on, of officer. Third time for me. All right, it. Okay, jerry you ready? Let's go. Please, huh? Give me a break? You took the wrong time to cry, mister. This is the third time for me. I'm no good in that. you had your cases. You take them away. That's not the deal, huh? No good in jail. No good at all. We'll know better out here. Let's go. The story you just heard was true. Only the men
2: were there to protect the innocent. On May 24th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 87, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. Now... And his accomplices were tried and convicted on several counts of first degree robbery. They received sentences as described by law and are now serving their terms in the state penitentiary. First degree robbery is punishable by a prison term of not less than five years with a maximum life term.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the Red Cross has been asked by your government to help the nation mobilize for defense. You can help by giving generously to the Red
2: Cross. A series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the Office of Chief of Police, W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department.
0: Hello, mystery lovers. I'm Jennifer Moss, author of Town Red, the first in a series of mysteries with a metaphysical twist. Town Red has received critical acclaim and all 5 stars from avid mystery readers just like you. Town Red and the rest of my books are available in print and in ebook on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. For more information, visit my website, jennifermoss.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. Well, I definitely miss the, uh, usual, uh, quality. Whatever sound effects were used, uh, really hard to even make out or hear in this. All right, well, now on to some listener comments and, uh, feedback. Um, uh, Brian writes, At this point, I think I'm one of your longest-time listeners to your old-time, uh, radio podcast. I started, uh, with your original, uh, a uh, pod, uh, Dragnet podcast near its beginning. Um, my favorite was the war, uh, but all of them are great. Over the years, you provided thousands of hours of entertainment and insightful commentary to thousands of people. You're the best at what you do, and I'm uh, I'm privileged to have been uh, along for the ride over the years. I hope you'll keep it up for years to come. Well, thanks so much, Brian, and. Um, Brian, of course, uh, was the one who suggested that we do the war and provided the colonel for that uh, idea. And uh, speaking of that, uh, I have an email from Cameron. Uh, he writes Hi, Adam. I just wanted to let you know how impressed I am with your podcast, The War. I know it's no longer in production, but I just wanted to say uh, what an incredible contribution you've made to telling the history of uh, World War II, old time radio, and American culture. I'm far from finished listening to it, uh, but I look forward to hearing the entire series. Uh, it seems you and I are kindred spirits in that your taste and interest uh, very much coincide with mine. I'm a huge OTR fan, in particular crime, cops, and detectives, and I've been a huge history buff for years, mainly interested in World War One and World War II. Um, I have a vast audio-video library of old-time uh, radio crime programs and World War One and World War Two audio and video programs. I'm honored now to include Adam Graham's uh, The War in my collection. Um, and uh, on a little side note, I noticed in a letter you read in one of your uh, mailbag uh, programs regarding the theme music to The War, personally I didn't have a problem with the music. My main gripe is the volume of the music compared to the volume of the radio programs I'll listen to the podcast exclusively with headphones I'll usually have to increase the volume of the actual radio program uh, uh, radio broadcast portion of the podcast just because the original levels can be quite low this makes the introduction theme music of the following episode blast so loud it can be uh, startling even worse is when I'm listening in bed and fall asleep talk about a wake up call I've noticed this problem with several OTR podcasts that use commentary recording, uh, contemporary recordings as part of the episodes. I'm trying to find a compressor app that would limit the audio from going above a certain user-defined level. If you hear of anything like that, I'd pay a small fortune for it. Uh, uh, thank you again for your incredibly entertaining podcast. Uh, Well, thanks so much for your comment, Cameron. I would encourage anyone who's interested in World War II uh, history, or if you uh, have a child or grandchild you'd really like to uh, get an idea of what those times were like, then uh, check out thewar.greatdetectives.net We we have everything from speeches by uh, Churchill to CBS news broadcasts to come to uh, radio documentaries on the atom bomb to episodes of command performance and sketches by uh, Baby Snooks as well as episodes of Superman and Boston Blackie and music by everyone from Roy Rogers to uh, do and I will do my best to keep the. Uh, Levels in mind. If I ever do a show again using the uh, modern uh, theme music, though of course, uh, Great Detectives, we just use uh, some uh, classic uh, music. And then I received an email from uh, Marky, uh, who writes, um, Hey Adam, sorry to keep pestering you, but something struck me today. In our town, we have... Uh, a George Strom Incorporated and HVAC company, I saw one of their trucks today and their company slogan rung out to me. And uh, this, the slogan is, Let George Do It. Um, it's an, and Of course, Let George Do it. it was a great old-time radio program. And I've searched around trying to find the um, origin of... Um, the phrase, uh, let George do it. Um, and it's certainly been popular in this country prior to the radio program. And uh, it's even popular uh, on uh, uh, postcards. Um, and it was, I did find one suggested origin. Um, again, this is on the internet. If somebody's got a another origin for "Let like George do it" um, as a phrase, that it originated in uh, France, les affaires de uh, Georges, uh, during the 15th century, and was a satirical reference to the activities of Cardinal George de Ambros, um, prime minister to uh, Louis the uh, 12th. So. There you go. For what it's worth, uh, let George do it. Uh, Been around a long time in one form or another then. Alright, well, that will actually be all for today. Be sure to join us tomorrow for a Dragnet TV episode. And then uh, on Monday, Michael Shane next Saturday will be back with another episode of Dragnet. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.